0: You're listening to The Lively Show, episode 374. You're listening to The Lively Show. This podcast is designed to uplift, inspire, and add a little extra presence to your everyday. Welcome to the show, my friends. Thank you so much, as always, for listening. Today, we have another Beauty of Life episode with Danielle. I'm so excited to share this one. She's going to go through, in the beginning, a little bit about what her mind is thinking about as the next right steps for her in her life and career and all of the above. And then we're going to go into her inner voice and beanbag and kind of clarify, are those the right next steps? If not, what are the better steps to take? And is there anyone else outside of Danielle that has a better path for her, even though what her inner voice says seems a little unconventional? Is there a better alternative? If yes, why? If no, why not? So let's just jump right in. Let's go to the show. Welcome back to the show, Danielle. Hi, thank you. How are you doing? I'd love to hear an update since we've had our session two weeks ago. How is life? Are you... Feeling like you're floating on a cloud? Are you feeling like you're drowning underwater? What is new for you?
1: So my brain has gone in a million directions, which is completely normal for me. Um, After our session, I was still pretty out of it. and, And then I kind of started to deep dive on what we talked about during the session. So I kind of was looking at like, when you were talking about nursing and failing on an exam, and then I was thinking, well, who am I not as a nurse? And then my mind went to a million other things because I don't know if I said this last week, but I am wanting to move and I'm wanting to potentially pivot career-wise as well as find love. And in my mind, I (laughs) think I need to move well, first find a career and then move and then find a guide, but I don't actually know if that's logistically how it's going to lay out. Um, As well as, like, finding alignment, because I hear so many people talking about moving with an aligned decision and then you'll be supported by the universe. Um, And I feel like a lot of the things that I have been experiencing, I've been kind of pushing And mentally proving and not necessarily having that aligned action to follow. Oh, also about being alone. Sorry, there's a million thoughts here. Um, About being alone. So I've let go of the resistance. And I've been thinking back about um, alone time. And I keep, as I said, this is something that's reoccurred um, with me over time. And so I've kind of resisted or let go of the resistance. And I have started to do little movie dates with myself every day um, where I'm just chilling out and I can't do anything else but just sit there and be in, <laughs> in the movie. And it's actually quite challenging for me. Um, but I'm going to keep doing it until I can just sit there and enjoy it.
0: Beautiful. Okay, so if we can start today and help to... Add more ease and kind of massage the mind a little bit on one of these areas. One of the things you mentioned was that it has the story that I need to figure out first step one career, step two where I live, step three, the guy is that the pattern the mind's told you is going to be the best way of action? yeah <laughs> okay let's see if that's what your inner voice believes and and look at that yeah. okay why don't we just like see because you were talking about aligned action, right? Well, this is what your mind thinks your inner voice should align to. (laughs) Inner voice, these are the things that we need, and this is the order they should be in, and then I will feel aligned, right? It's kind of set its perceived order for the things, but actual alignment (laughs) is not the inner voice follows your mind, but your mind follows your inner voice. So let's see if what your mind is hoping is the pattern is what your inner voice thinks, because if it's not, then the alignment's never going to be there, Right does that make sense? Yes, yeah. can you say it back to me? Can you see the the flaw in how the mind's been living with this idea of the way things should be and then expecting alignment to follow?
1: yeah, I mean, it's it's trying <laughs> it definitely can take control of the situation, <laughs>
0: yeah. And can you see why then it would be hard to have alignment? Because you're kind of whack-a-mole hoping that your inner voice is aligning to what your mind's decided to do anyways. Right.
1: Yeah. And it's willing to go forward.
0: Yeah, even if it doesn't get what it wants. And then it just says, well, I'm really bad at this. But it actually never had alignment in the first place because it wasn't coming from the inner voice. It was just hoping the inner voice would line up with what it was deciding to do. So let's go in and actually clarify if that's the right thing for you or not. Maybe it is, maybe it isn't. But let's find out inside of yourself, okay, on this deeper level. So you did a great job last time. Of getting into your inner voice. So good. Your mind did not agree with a lot of what you heard, but you were courageous and breathing and just telling me what you heard. So let's go back down in there. Okay. So you've already done this before. You're very good at it. So we're just going to place your awareness into your belly or your chest. Where did you feel it mostly when you were doing the session last time? In my belly. Okay. So you're going to place the awareness in the belly and we're going to ask some questions there just to confirm. Cause right now, just from that beginning, it's like the, and this is classic Danielle. Do you know how many people that are listening to this or not even listening to this, you know, have that story, especially from cultural conditioning that is like this first comes love, then comes marriage, then comes the baby and the baby carriage, right? Like this is like the first comes career, then comes the house and the location that's new. And then comes my man and then comes whatever else after that. Right? So, so we get told that these are the pathways, but let's find out from your inner voice what it knows for you is best and right for you. So we're just going to first place your awareness down in your in your belly and just listen and say, inner voice, when you're there, let us know. Just a very simple tuning in. And you know, your magic is your exhale. So whenever your mind is thinking, we're just going to get the exhales to blow those thoughts away. Here. Okay. Here. Okay. Inner Voice, you're here with us? Yes. Okay. Inner Voice, what do you want Danielle to know right from the start about her three-point plan, <laughs> her her life plan that she's laid out for us? Kind of jokingly, but what do you want her to know about those three steps that she's talking about? It's an open question. Stay open. Stay open. Inner Voice, is it meant to happen in that specific pattern that she she laid out, first career, then the house, then the, then the guy? Not always not always. Why not?
1: Good job.
0: Way to listen. Your mind doesn't, your mind's like, yeah, why not? <laughs> I like it that way. So inner voice, why not?
1: I heard timing.
0: Timing. My mind is like, what? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. Is there a beanbag there or just Reactivity. Is it just like the mind's just being funny or is it actually a beanbag there? Like a fear or anxiety?
1: I don't ha I don't have an emotion. No.
0: Okay. So it's just a thought, a little dramatic thought there. Okay, that's fine. No no energy behind it is totally fine. So of course, like what? No way. Inner voice, what do you mean timing? Why isn't that the timing of things? I think obviously the mind is being very logical and it thinks, you know, first I need to know what job I'm going to have so I know where to go and how I'm going to pay for my bills and be able to afford the new apartment. And then, you know, once I'm there and I'm there for a while, I'm going to meet people and then maybe a guy will show up.
1: My mind is agreeing
0: with you. Yeah, I'm trying to represent. I always say I'd like to play a lawyer for the mind, right? When I do this with the clients, I'm playing a lawyer. I'm not so that your mind relaxes, right? I'm actually representing your mind <laughs> to your inner voice. I'm asking questions so that you can hear your answers, but I am representing the mind's understanding or desires, right? So, inner voice, that seems like a logical path. What does timing have to do, and why does it not necessarily go in that order of things? Mm.
1: I keep seeing an image of like a path that's like all over the
0: place. Okay, like inner stars. voice, what's the path? Yeah, what's the what is it? Inner voice about the paths? Are they? Tell us what that means in our voice. What are all the paths? What did that? What does that mean? Or are you able to interpret? Are you able to know what all those paths are meaning for you? You might just see the vision and know what it's implying. So are you confused by the vision you're seeing right now and we need more clarity? Or do you know by seeing all the paths, what it's trying to show you?
1: I, I don't understand what it's trying to show me. So, Okay. Yeah. All
0: right. So let's ask that question. Inner voice, what
2: are about all these paths?
1: I hear one step at a time
0: but there's so many paths. How does she know which one to go on? I think that's a fair question to ask as the lawyer of Danielle's mind. You know, how does she know which path to take? There's so many. That one. Good job. <laughs> yeah, right? See, I'm asking the good questions. I'm being a good lawyer. So like send that down and exhale. Like, yes, <laughs> that's a great question. I want to know the answer. How does she know which path to take? There's so many if she doesn't just look at what's career is next, right? That's what the mind thinks. I'll just focus on career first and then the rest of them. But voice, how does she know if it's not one and then the other and then the other?
2: Hmm. It's okay. Is there a beanbag? Maybe because I'm not getting anything. Is there any tension in the body?
1: There's a little bit of anxiety in my stomach.
0: Good. Let's go for it. Let's get that out. Okay? And this is so relatable, right? Anybody that's feeling like they don't know their next step, because that's what you're getting, is you just take the next step. And does that feel anxiety- like, which step? Where is the step? What is the step to yeah. take? Many people can relate to you. Okay. So, for anyone else listening, they can do the same. And if they need to pause because of however long it takes Danielle to release, you know, feel free to pause the recording as you're going if you're doing this yourself. But, Danielle, okay, go. You feeling in your belly? Yeah. Okay. Go on down there. How big is it? What shape? Give me a size. Hmm.
2: I know <laughs> It's bigger, it's co- like a like um it's like a watermelon,
0: okay, and what's the feeling in the watermelon anxiety, yeah, okay, go into that watermelon. It's a big one, so take your time with it, and remember your body knows how to release this, so if it needs to shake, quake, yell move around, do what you need. And anybody else as well, be as usefully dramatic as you want. (laughs) You don't have to be unnecessarily dramatic, but you don't have to hold back either. Just do what's needed. It's okay. Your breath's always your best resource. Your biggest resource is always the breath and the awareness of the location in the body. Those are your two magic tools. Everything else is secondary to the breath and the awareness of where it is, the location as it's being held in the body because the awareness is what's able to do those things. But your body can help you. The body can help guide you to how to help release it also. It might want to like vibrationally just kind of like shift about or do different physical bodily functions to help this. It's okay. Of course you feel that anxiety. Have you felt that feeling before, Danielle, or is this the first time? No, I've I've felt it before. Yes. So isn't that amazing? So this has nothing to do with your job. This is an old feeling that your job that you want to get next is poking now, but it's not actually from now. Does that make sense? Right. Yeah. So keep breathing and keep feeling it. It's okay. It's time to release this because at least then we can move forward without this right? At least you could find a step. It'll be less anxiety-driven to take a step when the anxiety that's the size of a watermelon is not hanging on your belly. Mm. So of course you'd have this feeling. We're not, we're not denying that this would be there. Of course it would be there, right? Of course it would be there. Of course, of course. But now let's release it where it is. We accept that it's there, and then we breathe into it to release it. We don't make it wrong that it's there. We say, of course it's there. Of course that would be there. Now let's release it. <laughs> like, of course it would be, but now let's release. So take your time with it. I'm just talking over you. So you have the time. Okay. Good job. Yeah, do, cough. Do whatever you need. Do whatever you need. Your body knows. It's okay. You're safe. Mm. Anybody else that's had anxiety can relate to this or if they are having empathy with you if some of their own anxiety is stirred up that's brilliant because then they can release theirs as well right along with you It's okay. It's definitely a very common feeling from being human, you know, anxiety. Everyone can relate to that. Yeah, good job. Is the coughing helping? Yeah. How's your watermelon feeling? Same or different?
1: Different. It was getting smaller.
0: Good. Good, good, good. What shape is it now or size? Like a mango. Okay. Go for your mango. Mango of anxiety. Juice it till the last drop. You get 90% out, 90% percent's gone. 100%, 100%. So don't hold back. Go for it. Take your time with it to get it all out.
1: <clears throat> it's okay. Is it normal to feel tingly?
0: Yes. As you're doing this, you're shifting into your awareness and your awareness is what's keeping you alive. And that is the tingles. Yes, 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 yes. Very normal. It's just, you're lightening up. So your mind was blocking all of those tingles, the awareness of all that tingling into its focus. And now you're opening into your awareness. You're using, as I've been saying a little bit of an analogy is like, you've got this lower half of your body, but everybody's rolling around in wheelchairs with the lower half of their body's kind of been numbed out And so they don't even know it's there. They're just rolling around using their hands to move around the the planet with their hands. You're restoring your feeling back to the other half of your body, which is not even just half your body. It's actually your entire body's uh, run by your awareness. But when the mind's taking all of that, a majority of that energy, it's not all of it, but the majority of that energy, of course your body functions are still happening, right? Like your mind's not in charge of your um, digestion, but you're still digesting food while we're talking, right? So your awareness is doing things with your body without your mind focusing, but the rest of the energy is so predominantly going up to the mind. But right now, as you're in awareness in your body, your whole awareness just shifting out of your mind and into your body and into your awareness and into just using your wisdom, your emotional release, and your physical expression of consciousness through your body. It's just amazing, right? What a different set of tools you Mm -hmm. have to work with than just thoughts and worry and concern and fear (laughs) and then fear of protecting those beanbags that's what the mind can do. The mind can feel the emotions, but it cannot release them and it cannot feel the location. So as I do this work, the more and more I'm like, how can I hammer into humans around the planet in whatever I'm doing that it is the location of the emotions that is your magic? Because that is ability to feel it as the shape of a watermelon that's now a mango. Now, of course, watermelon and mangoes are mental constructs because the mind's seen a mango and a watermelon, but it can't actually feel the feeling. It's just tying the mind to the awareness of what's happening from your awareness. I'm asking you that so your mind hears, oh, and feels into, I had to make the association with watermelon, and now I'm making the association with mango. It's safe because the, the watermelon didn't blow up and become a giant blimp. It became a mango. It's getting smaller. And the more the mind is like, oh, whatever's happening on this other part of my body, <laughs> this awareness part of me, it's getting better. It's getting smaller. Even if I can't from my mind actually experience it directly, I can be along for the ride because my awareness is giving me the sense of a shape and I'm able to give it a a size that I can relate to in the mind part of you, you know? So we're giving you, your awareness is doing the work with your body to release, but your mind is aware of what's happening. That's the power of the inner voice too, right? You have a knowingness about stuff that's good or bad for you, but we override that so often in our minds instead of listening to it. And so when we get the inner voice's answers, even if we don't agree with it, we can actually have mental communication, mental, we get to bring the mind along for the ride. (laughs) We don't have to say, let's destroy the mind. We're just trying to help the mind understand this other aspect of you that it is not. We're trying to help the hands meet the feet we want to help it go, okay, you're not the feet. Your hands are not supposed to be your feet. Your feet are your feet, your hands are your hands. But your hands are so used to trying to running your life for you in every possible way that we're trying to help the hands be aware of what the feet are doing in a way that it'll keep allowing the feet to do the walking so it feels safe enough to leave the wheelchair version of reality and actually function through your whole body of awareness, not just your mental awareness. Right. So, okay. How's our mango now? It's gone not even a little bit left. Go for it. Look for it. Go for it. Go scan again. Just double check. Not saying it's not there. Gone. I I believe you, but I want you to just double check any, what was it? anxiety was in it. Go back and scan the body for anxiety. Okay. We still don't know, Danielle, you don't have a job yet. (laughs) You don't have a new job yet. We haven't changed anything about your life. Okay. But five minutes ago, there was a watermelon of anxiety scan. Your life has not changed one inch. Okay. Is there any anxiety now? Scan for it. It's okay if it is. It's it's understandable. It was just there five minutes ago, but is there any now? I
1: just have, this might sound really weird, like a ball of white light there, but I don't know what that is. It feels really light, but it's not like anxiety.
0: Okay. Inner voice. Do we want the white ball to stay there or change? Inner voice. Stay. Stay. Okay. There we go. So we've hit completion on that one. Now, how does it feel? We'll just like pop up to the mind for a second. Okay. So we started off with, I've got the the ticking list. This is step one, career, step two, new location, step three, guy. We haven't done anything other than looked at there's many paths and you just need to take the next step. Huge anxiety about that. But now where are you at?
1: Like where am I right now? Yeah. In my yeah. Look at
0: that. Yeah. We're 20 minutes into the the call, right? And that was all how the mind saw things at the beginning of the call. But how does it feel? We haven't changed anything other than release a watermelon, look at a bunch of paths, and realize you need to take a next step.
1: The mind seems more at ease about it. Is that what you're asking me?
0: Yeah. Does it feel different to look at the same set of unknowns?
2: Yeah, it's kind of...
1: I don't know,
0: kind of like nonchalant
1: about it in a sense. I don't
0: know how to do it. <laughs> Yes, because it's trusting. So underneath that big watermelon of anxiety, so your inner voice basically is trusting in the unknown. And whenever you're not trusting amidst the unknown uncertainties, it's because of emotional beanbags. And now that you've released one of the major presenting emotional beanbags on the subject, you could have more, Danielle, by the way, like tomorrow, three days from now, next week, you could still have more fear show up, but it probably won't present as a watermelon of anxiety in your belly. It might be a eggplant of stress or fear in your shoulder. You know, it may not be The same. it's not gonna be the watermelon ever again in the belly exactly as you felt it. Now that you've released that, you could have other things show up that kind of trigger similar-ish, like I call them like constellations of beanbags. So there could be, I'm not saying you'll never, ever, ever feel fear again. You might, I'm not saying that would be wrong if you did, but it could be that there are other ones related to the topic. But otherwise, eventually you hit this level of clarity and the clarity means there's no more mental, emotional fear in the way of your inner voice guiding that aspect of your life. So Danielle, what is the area of your life that you're actually the most relaxed, trusting, and successful at without stress? What area of your life are you just like, it's easy, I don't really worry about it, and it just works out? Health, money, relationships, friendships, family, career is probably not it. <laughs> I'm going to guess because of what we talked about earlier, but maybe it is. What What's the easiest area of your life?
1: I'm going to say health. Like I don't really think about it because I am thankful I have good health.
0: Okay. So that one, even as a nurse, seeing sick people all day, you're not worried about health of your own. No. No. That's because you don't have any beanbags in that area. Right. Okay. And so the only difference with career and health is beanbags. The only difference between dating and health is beanbags. The only difference between money and health is beanbags. So nobody actually has a major problem in any area of their life except for the fact that they have potentially major beanbags in an area of life. And when they do, and their mind doesn't know what to do to release them, the junk in the trunk is overwhelming, but the mind can't move it out. It just protects or projects to protect those emotions. It'll try to, you know, control your life so that you don't get poked in those beanbags, or it'll try to protect you from other people poking those beanbags but it can't actually release them. And so it's just trying to micromanage that area of your life or problem solve. I call it your ego's favorite chew toy is the area that has the most presenting beanbags at any given moment. And it's just trying to protect you from feeling those emotions rather than releasing them. And it's not its fault. It can't do the releasing. And so if it doesn't know how to release them, and it's not even capable of doing it. It's like When I say, when you don't know how to release them, the you that has feet, when you don't know how to use your feet to walk, it's stuck in the wheelchair and it's just wheeling you around. And it can, you know, but it has to like, it's not a very mobile operation to have a wheelchair. Obviously, wheelchairs are very nimble, but they're not the best when you're going on a trail, like climbing a mountain. It's probably not the easiest to climb a mountain in a wheelchair but your feet can climb a mountain much more effectively. And so you have much more range of motion from your awareness actually guiding your reality than your mind trying to protect every area of your life that it's got beanbags about. And it's not its fault. A, you weren't taught how to do this. I mean, you kind of grow up knowing initially, like little ones know how to do this, but then they got, we as a cultural mass consciousness kind of untrained each other to doing this by holding it down. Jennifer had a big beanbag about being a good girl when she was the oldest of four kids. And so she held her emotions in so her mom didn't have to deal with her while she was raising four kids. It was a very sweet, loving desire as the little girl that she was, but it didn't help her to feel her emotions and it hasn't served her ever since. So now she's undoing that old pattern of holding back. And going back to knowing how to feel and process and release effectively. And you're doing the same thing. This is like right now as a cultural society, what we're all kind of learning how to do again. And then the little ones as they come will come lighter and easier, lighter and easier, more connected and stay connected longer. And less and less of this will over time as consciousness remains clearer in the older ones and more connected in the younger ones, it will keep lightening and lightening and lightening. The suffering that humanity has lived through so many eons of time about will become less because suffering is not a requirement of this reality the way we've held on to it. It is an emotional beanbag for sure, but the level of being stuck with these beanbags is suffering, right? Like having the beanbag is one thing, but being suffering for decades of your life with it, that is exhausting and it doesn't need to stay stuck for you or anyone else. Right. How does that feel?
1: That's exactly what I'm hoping
0: will happen. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. So now let's go back to your inner voice. And so now that we've cl- released the big watermelon, let's go back down, okay? I'm kind of going to circle us back again from where you started with your mind story and let's go back and let's see if we get similar answers, different answers, or just easier answers, okay? So let's go back. So inner voice, we're going to circle back. So you're just going to place your awareness down in your belly and breathe out and listen, okay? So we started off with the mind's like, first idea was, I've got a good plan for us, <laughs> inner voice. Let's get a new job and then let's move and then let's get a guy. Okay, inner voice, what do you have to say about that story now?
1: I know. I kinda of just hear laughter, but I don't
0: Inner Voice are I, you I laughing? Don't. That's not very nice in her voice. I thought you were a nice inner voice. Are you laughing at Danielle? What are you laughing at in her voice? What's so funny? plan. The plan <laughs> in her voice it sounded like a good plan. I'm sure many other people listening have a similar plan or want to have a similar ish plan, maybe a few different orders of things, but you know, in her voice, why are you laughing at the plan?
1: It's just I, it's just so <laughs> like so me also cuz like I always have something planned even if I have nothing to do. <laughs> so
0: Yeah. Inner voice, do humans need to plan? Blow out on this one. Inner voice, do humans need to plan? No. (laughs) How much does the mind like hearing that answer? It doesn't. (laughs) Okay. All right. Let's push it. I'm going to be a good lawyer. All right. I won't leave everybody hanging on that one. Okay. Let's lawyer this a little bit and get more clarity. Okay. So inner voice, I agree. Every inner voice says the same thing. The planning's not needed. But let's look at the complications of building a house. Okay, inner voice? So Danielle, this is beyond your mind. So just relax. I'm just going to like, you know, actually push on this so that we get more clarity, right? Okay, inner voice. Building a house requires many steps, including like where the walls go and how the electricity works and all those details, right, inner voice? Okay, so there's a lot of details in this reality that the minds need to react to in physical form. and like a house seems to need planning. So how do humans not need to plan if things like houses need to be built? How does that work in her voice? How do we not need to plan and have complicated things like houses? Obviously, Danielle's mind would like to know the same question. and The answer to the <laughs> same question. So she doesn't have the answer in her mind, but in her voice. So just relax and just listen. It could just be one word, a few words. It doesn't have to. It's not going to be long-winded. Probably just just listen. And of how do we how do we not need to plan even when there's a lot of
2: complicated stuff?
1: I hear it'll all work out.
0: It will all work out. Okay. So inner voice, if you were building a house, <laughs> would you plan for it or not inner voice? I'm actually curious on this one. Inner voice, if you were going to build a house, I know it's a different topic. It's not Danielle's life, but let's just look at, you know, something that humans say has to be planned. Inner voice, how would you build a house? Would you plan for it or no? <laughs>
1: I hear just one step at a time, but my mind is like, what? (laughs) What?"
0: Okay. All right. All right. Let's look at that. Okay. Inner Voice, you would plan the house one step at a time? I hear don't worry. Don't worry. Inner Voice, would you start building the house first or would you start imagining the house? Because a lot of humans, when they do their planning, they envision what the house would look like and then they you know, that would be their first step. What would your first step be? Would it be to be envisioning it or to just like get the hammer and start putting them into (laughs) nails, nails into wood? Like, or how would you know what step to take first? If you keep going back to one step at a time, one step at a time. Okay, fine. Let's play your game in her voice. How does Danielle know what step to take at what time? You see it. You see it. What does that mean in her voice? What does you see it mean? Show Danielle.
1: You see the next step.
0: Okay. So, well, Danielle's got a plan. Well, her plan includes steps like first, step one, get a job. (laughs) Get a job somewhere different in her voice. What would you do? And you see that because that's what her, you know, idea of the next step is in her voice. So should she do that? Should she look for another job? Exhale. Good job on the exhale. I hear no, no in her voice. How is she supposed to take one step at a time if you're not letting her do her plan and you're not even letting her take a first step on the first step of her first of her plan? What's the first step then? If it's not to look for a job,
2: there must be another step.
1: I keep hearing the word opportunity, but I...
0: Good, 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 good. Stay true to it. That's beautiful. Okay, inner voice, what does opportunity mean? So if anybody ever hears, also like Danielle, a question, an answer they don't understand, just follow up with what does opportunity mean, inner voice?
1: Something will come to you.
0: It's just going to come to her. She's just going to have somebody knock on her door and ask her if she wants the job.
1: My mind really does not like this answer.
0: <laughs> what What did you get? What did you get?
1: It, it doesn't like that. Like it's like sitting around. Like feel like you're sitting around. Yeah. Everyone okay. tells you not to sit around and do nothing. <laughs> Yeah.
0: Yes. Okay. Inner voice. Let's show her what you would do with the body. If we flipped off the switch of the mind, if it's like a light bulb and we just turn off the brain. Okay. We're going to turn off the mind. Inner voice. You've got the body now completely in your control. What would you do waiting for the opportunity to come to you? Inner voice. Would you just, what would you do? What would you be doing while you're waiting for the opportunity? Would you be sitting in like a meditation pose? Would you, what would you be doing? Watching movies, what would you be doing?
1: I have a visualization of someone or I guess me in the kitchen dancing.
0: You'd be dancing in the kitchen in her voice. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? (laughs) This is what she'd be doing. You would ditch my five point plan of life that everybody, you know, says you gotta go out there and make it happen. In her voice, wouldn't you hustle hard?
1: No.
2: Why not? Because that just. I keep hearing
0: relief. Relief. What does relief mean in her voice? Let go. That's what you do. So dancing in the kitchen is relief and letting go? Yes. Okay, now here's an idea. Danielle, if you were imagining, you heard, okay, do nothing, wait for the opportunity to come to you. And we turned the, f- the brain back on. So we flipped the switch back up <laughs> and we turned the inner voice off. So instead of dancing in the kitchen, when your mind hears, don't do anything, wait for it to come, let's imagine your mind now projecting into that reality. What would it do naturally? If it got told, don't do anything, what would it actually typically go do instead? If it's not going to look for the job, what would it actually want to go do in that meantime?
1: It would, it would, like, perseverate or think about it constantly and be like, like, yeah, it would just be, like, confused. and But then it would be like, okay, I'm not supposed to do this. But then I'd want to do it, like kind of like a rat race. I don't know.
0: Yes. Okay. And then you'd be exhausted. And then what would you do when you're exhausted? If you're feeling vulnerable enough to share, okay. So you're exhausted because your brain is just driving you nuts because it won't stop thinking about it. And then you feel drained because your brain's so exhausting to be living in. What would you do to comfort? What does your body go to do to find relief from all of that worrying?
1: Like what has happened to me in the past is like I just become very tired and frustrated. And in the past, I've gotten sick. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Yeah. And the difference between the two actions is one is dancing in the kitchen and the other is worrying themselves sick. They're both essentially doing the same thing, waiting for an opportunity to come. But one has boatloads of resistance and one has no resistance at all the mind Danielle and the inner voice Danielle are doing, you could say, quote unquote, nothing. You know, they're not taking action on the career front in this case. They're coming from completely entirely different vibrations. Right. Right. And so it's not that taking action is always right or is always wrong. It's from which place that action or non-action is coming from, which vibration is non-action coming from. Non-action from a high vibration is better, more effective was what your inner voice is saying, than massive action from a low vibration. Right.
1: In the end, you're you're both still not doing anything. It's just yes, the energy. Yeah.
0: Yes. Okay. So I want to say it this way. Okay. So like let's like really break this down for yourself and for everyone else to see this more clearly. Okay. So there's a few different options here. We have action or no action, and then high vibration, low vibration. We're gonna kind of make a little matrix out of this, okay? A little four squares. <laughs> so we got high vibration, high action. Let's step, save that one for later, okay? So let's go low vibrations. Let's look at low vibration, no action, depression, sickness, anxiety, you know? A lot of resistance, low vibration, no action. And get worried and, you know, then you've got a lot of uh, hustling from a low vibration of fear is, you know, you're taking action, but you're doing it from that fearful place. What your inner voice was saying was like, actually doing nothing and being at a high vibration is better than those other two options. And then once it has the opportunity, it takes action. So then high vibration, no action, leads to the opportunity. And when the opportunity happens, it takes that step. And that's the high vibration, high action. But it doesn't do high vibration, high action first. It does nothing in a high vibration first. Step one is to do the allowing the letting go, the surrendering, in a high vibration, and that draws in the potential next step, and then it takes the step. The mind is trying to skip over the step zero to go to a step one, but the step zero that draws step one in is to do nothing in the high vibration. What it's doing is the low vibration, either nothingness in in low vibration or hustling in low vibration. Mm, I've been there. And those... (laughs) are not effective. Does that make sense? And it's like, okay, it's not saying you won't take action. It would just start by doing nothing in a high vibration first. It would get its vibration up essentially. And then it would have that opportunity present itself. And then it would take the action. It would not hustle to find the opportunity. It would just be happy first. And this is everything Abraham Hicks and all the other, you know, law of attraction kind of stuff goes to as well. Isn't it interesting? Yeah. I'm going to try it. (laughs) (laughs) Now here's the thought. Okay. Let's imagine you in the kitchen dancing. How easy does that feel to imagine doing right now or hard? Is there any beanbags? Scan for them if there are. Is there any resistance to just relaxing in a high vibration and actually, or even just feeling in a high vibration without taking action? Does that seem easy to do now that you've heard it or does it feel hard?
1: It sounds really easy, but I do want that. But I do find I do
0: have resistance to okay. allowing myself to feel like that ease and joy. Okay. That's a beanbag. Let's scan for it. Go on in. Scan down. Put your bo- awareness step back in your belly. Start back there. Start at home base. Scan for that resistance. Where is it in the body?
2: in my throat. Okay, go
0: for it. How big is it in the throat and what does it feel like?
1: It's like a golf ball.
0: And what's in the golf ball? What's the feeling or frequency? It's just really like dense and heavy. Go for it. Feel it. Of course it would be there. Of course. Have you felt that one before? Um,
2: I think so. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. Go for it. Sorry. <laughs> you haven't felt it as a golf ball probably, but you've probably felt that feeling of resistance before. Gosh. Yeah, of course there's resistance to doing nothing in a high vibration. Even the posters say, work hard and be nice to people. Like they say, you know, hustle, hard work, massive action. <laughs> there's nothing wrong with massive action. There's nothing w- wrong with aligned action, but there's just a more effective way. There's cranes and then there's your hands. Which one do you want to build a house with? And what kind of scale of house can you build? Abraham always says it someone who's in alignment is more powerful than millions who are not. But there's resistance to being in that level of alignment before action. Because of all right. the conditioning, it's not even yours, Danielle. If you were a little kid that got taught that life was supposed to be easy and fun, you wouldn't have doubted that. You would have said, no way, man, I'm gonna make it hard. You would have been like, that sounds awesome. I'm excited to play the game of life. <laughs> you wouldn't be this is a mass consciousness conditioning you're undoing in yourself. You didn't invent this and I don't even think most of you likes it. You're just undoing that cultural norm that you got exposed to. It's okay. Consciousness on the, on the planet has not been very high for a long time. So they haven't known a better way. It's kind of like we've still been cavemen. We Sure, we have like plastic and other things that look fancy, but even the premise of how this reality operates from a level of consciousness is still completely escaping mass consciousness's awareness. We're still in the dark ages. Better off than the older dark ages, but still in the springtime. We're still in that transition of awareness about awareness. What awareness hasn't been aware of yet is awareness. (laughs) There's been different pockets of time and small pockets of populations and people that have kind of caught on to this. But for it to be a mainstream thing that is not just for a rare few shamans or, you know, uh, religious communities and that kind of thing. It's not been in the mass consciousness. The majority of the humans have not caught on to that.
2: Just feel that golf ball. It's okay.
0: How's it shaped? Same or different? It's getting smaller. Good. Of course, it would be there, but you can feel it out, right? Feel it out and it will dissolve. It's almost like we're learning how to use power tools versus handheld tools. So much more (laughs) effective, so much faster to build that house. You know, we don't go back to indoor, outdoor plumbing. Once we invented indoors, it wasn't like, I mean, I wonder what the transition was like. Some people are like, no, I was taught to use an outhouse and I will continue to use an outhouse. (laughs) Like, no, you're probably very happy you grew up in this life, like with indoor plumbing. Like, thank you for not having me go outside. But for a long time, they didn't have the technology. They didn't have the awareness of how to make plumbing indoors. And now that we do, we don't go back. If you had known it doesn't have to be struggling and hard work to get what you wanted, you just needed to relax and allow the opportunity to come to you in a high vibration, if you were told that from the beginning, it'd be like having a toilet inside your house your whole life. You go, I would not go to the old way, you know? <laughs> Thank right. God it, we've, we've got past that. But you weren't born at a time where you we were past that yet. But now we are in the passing of that. Does that make sense? We're in the passing of that. It's like out of you, if you have children, Danielle, in the future, you may not share that with them, and they may not have that belief placed in them. So you might be that bridge between the beliefs that went from the old into the new. You were the the, the era of humanity that got the outhouse when you were little, and you got the indoor toilet when you were older. Right. (laughs) And you're not going to go make your kids go to an outhouse just because you did when you were little. You're going to say, no, no, no. We figured out a better way. Let's just use the more effective tool. Let's use the toilet. I find it fascinating how much my inner voice loves talking about poop and toilets and random things of all sorts of very funny that that's what it always comes up with. (laughs) It's its analogies. Not very religious sounding, but uh, it does the job. Even that's like a pun. It does the job. See, it just... It's okay. Mm -hmm. It's okay. You're clear out that golf ball, right? You deserve to clear that out. You do not need to hold on to the limiting belief that you need to work hard. (laughs) Like you don't need to hold on to that one. You're safe. If you don't have that feeling, it's actually almost like the mind's like, will I be safe and okay? If I don't have this healthy level of fear in me, right? Isn't that funny? The mind's like, Oh wait, but I kind of need this to like, make sure I stay in my lane. Cause if I don't, then what would happen to me? Do you notice any resistance like that or no? Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, there is like some resistance is like, well, then like time's just going to pass by. <laughs> and you're going to be in the same place. Yeah.
2: Oh. How's your golf ball?
0: It's like an almond now. On an almond, that's small. Okay, go for the almond. Get every little crumb out of it you can. Don't hold back. Go for it. It's interesting. A healthy level of fear. I think that that's actually, in a sense, a little bit of the mind's like, you know, I've got to have a little bit of it. Who am I without it? It's actually disconcerting to lose all of these old limitations for the mind because it's so used to them. It doesn't even like them, but it's neighbors. It's cranky neighbors that it knows versus the unscariness of, but what if they move? And then who do I have living next door to me? And it's like, well, maybe you have (laughs) someone great, but you're like, mine's like a little bit like, I don't know. It could be even worse of a neighbor, actually. I don't know. And then it will hold on to the cranky neighbors instead of clear out the house just because of the unknown of what neighbor's going to move in. But let's find out on the other side of this almond, what neighbor moves in to your throat. So go for it. Let's just have the courage to see what happens when we dissolve the fear. Going back, this is the fear and the resistance to just allowing the opportunities to come to you. And this isn't because I said it. This isn't because Eckhart Tolle said it. It's not because Abraham Hicks said it in a YouTube podcast. You got this, Danielle, in you. So we are just having the courage to follow what you heard inside of you. No external authority gave you this answer. So there's fear, of course. Do I even trust myself? Probably would trust Eckhart Tolle even easier than itself. At this point, because it's still probably fresh in this game. So it's like, I oh, don't know. He seems like he's doing pretty good, better than me, at least. So, how do I trust this voice inside of me?
1: <laughs> yeah. I remember sitting at my therapist's office like a few years ago being
0: like, I don't know how to trust myself.
1: <laughs> what you're saying is ringing <laughs>
0: yes and the reason you don't is because of the bean bags. the trust is my inner voice showed me once or through a client session i forget which somehow one of one of the many moments i was talking with inner voice imagine i'm sitting at a table right now as i talk to you and i've got the computer a candle a few crystals a water glass a coffee can and flowers and i've all these objects on the table and a bowl so The table is underneath all the objects, right? So the inner voice is at the level of trust and is trust, essentially. You know, as at the frequency of trust and is trusting. Now, all the objects on top are like the beanbags, but underneath all the beanbags, if I lift up the glass, there's a table. If I lift up the coffee can, this table. If I lift up the crystal, now let me say it again. If I lift up the water glass, there's trust. If I lift up the coffee glass, There's trust. If I lift up the crystal, there's trust underneath all of it, right? So, when you say, I don't know how to trust myself, your mind is actually not able to trust itself. (laughs) So, it's like your hands are not the ones supposed to be walking you around and climbing a mountain. Your feet are supposed to be doing that. Obviously, it's just an analogy. This is not about mobility of actual bodies and humans, but the analogy being there's the right tool for the designed skill right? You've got your awareness that is where the trust is. Your mind is not where the trust is. It's just got to have faith. And you could say, you know, trusting itself, but not trusting its mind self. Trusting your inner voice self is what you're actually shifting into. When you're at the therapist's office, you were saying, I don't know how to trust myself, which is the mind, in a sense, do you feel feel into this? Did it feel like more accurately, if I if I pulled it apart, it was saying, my mind does not know how to trust my mind. I do not know how to trust myself. When you were saying it, right. is that from the same place you were saying? And you don't need to trust your mind. <laughs> That's the relief. We don't actually have to solve that problem that you came into the therapist with. We actually have to say, what the mind does not know how to trust your inner voice. And that is something we can solve by releasing the beanbags. And then by mm. having the courage to follow through but we're having the courage to follow a different aspect of yourself than your mind. We're not asking the mind to be the know-it-all, be-it-all, Wizard of Oz. Dorothy's not asking the wizard to be Dorothy. And um, the wizard's like not a great analogy to this because he's a different entity in that movie. But you've got your guidance. It's just not from your mind. And your mind does not need to be the guidance. And that's way too much pressure. And it's the wrong skill for the wrong tool you know it's it's a screwdriver not a hammer so we just got to use the right tool for the right thing so the screwdriver's got to trust the hammer to do its job the screwdriver does not need to be the hammer okay how's our almond it's gone okay now imagine you're dancing in the kitchen trusting any resistance there in the rest of the body or in the neck still
2: No. How does that feel? It feels like woohoo. <laughs> <laughs> really? Does it really
1: <laughs> Yeah. I want like I'm gonna go do it as soon as I get off this call. <laughs>
0: Okay. There you go. So I'd say for us, how does this feel? So we've kind of took your original few minutes, which was so perfect. I loved it. It was so expressive of where your mind was at, you know, and so many minds are at, you know, okay. So I know I've got these things I'm stuck in, in my life, and this is my plan that makes the most sense in the mind, logically, get the job, move to a different town, get the guy. Okay. And then we kind of dismantled all of that, checked in with yourself, released some beanbags and realized, actually, instead of taking the next step to go searching for a job, which is what the mind would maybe have thought we would get out of <laughs> this call, we got dancing in the kitchen instead. That's the actual next step that we kind of actually got, to be honest. <laughs> <with> this. <laughs> And there's obviously trepidation in the mind to saying, that doesn't seem like a logical next step. And uh, where are they going to be in four months? She's just going to be really good at kitchen dancing on TikTok. Like, where is she going to be at the end of this four months? We don't know where you're going to be, but maybe you will be better at kitchen dancing on TikTok. I'm not sure. But we're going to just give it a try, right? Because this is what you actually got from the wisest part of you for you about your life. Okay. So homework, Danielle, is <laughs> dance in the kitchen and release any beanbags to essentially, you, can, you got it, right? Air quotes, dancing in the kitchen. So whatever that looks like for you, that could be watching a movie, that could be having drinks with friends, that could be having um, cooking something you've never cooked before. It literally doesn't matter as long as it's high vibe and you're allowing the opportunity to come to you. Right. Right. And one thing I wanna add to this while you're dancing in the kitchen is you can stay open in your mind, okay? So this is your mind's job. Okay, so you get to go do stuff that's fun. Your mind can have an intention and how about we set it to be open to the opportunities that come? Okay?
2: Yeah.
1: So you're asking me, like, how can I keep my mind open or just to tell my mind to be open? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Does,
0: it feel, does it feel okay if we give your mind a focal point? And the focal point being, I'm open to new opportunities as I dance in the kitchen. Yeah. Okay. So the mind has a job, so to say. It is to be open to new opportunities, not to go look for them, not to go fix or solve anything, but just to stay open. Okay. Yeah. How about that? So, we're not saying it doesn't have a job. It has the job of being open (laughs) to the opportunities that might come, but it doesn't have to go find them. It doesn't have to go solve them. It's just staying open as you do the joyful things like dancing in the kitchen. That's it. So, the mind stays open and you go do your joyful things. Okay. Okay. So, you don't have to say no to anything. You don't have to turn down anything. You can stay open to opportunities. That's it. Just stay open to opportunities in the mind and go have fun. And then let's see what happens in the next few weeks by the time we have our next call. Because even though it sounds like craziness, everyone's like, oh my God, Anyone super stuck in their mind with a lot of beanbags would be like, this is BS. (laughs) This is what she's doing with all these people. What the heck? Like, this is not anything like I'm not going to say other coaches' names out there. But I've got to say, Inner Voice, is there any better plan for her? Let's ask this. Let's just confirm. Inner Voice, is there any better plan that she should be doing instead of dancing in the kitchen for the next two weeks and being open? Is there any better plan? Let's just confirm. No. No? Does Tony Robbins have a better plan for her? I mean, he probably would tell her to do different (laughs) things than what – Bella is telling her to do. <laughs> so, is, is is Tony Robbins' plan better than Danielle's? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Is um, Oprah Winfrey's, I'm just making up people now, is Oprah Winfrey's p- plan better than for Danielle than this or no? <laughs> oh. No. No. Is Stephen Covey, he's passed away, but he is an amazing person of personal development. Is his plan better for Danielle than this? no no is jesus's plan better than this for danielle he was pretty wise (laughs) no good good job good job you're really checking in you're not just like phoning it in you're really asking okay how about buddha in her voice is buddha's plan he's eastern (laughs) philosophy he's cooler he's a little edgier you know (laughs) to the to the people now Is, is his plan better for her No, no. No. So really this whole dancing in the kitchen thing, this is the best plan for her. (laughs) Yes. Beautiful. So you see the Bella lively plan is whatever's best in you for you. That's my plan for you. So yes, my answer to you, if everyone's like, what the heck is this stuff? Yes, because there is no better plan for Danielle. We've now just cross referenced a bunch of other smart people. (laughs) you know, in the world and historically and uh, recently. And there's no other person that has a better plan for you. My plan for you is to do what your inner voice says to do and you just did it. So my it's not my plan, right? It's really just me supporting you and saying, Danielle, you are a wise and sovereign being at this deeper place within yourself. And there is no one on the planet that knows better than you what to do for you. And because you're actually getting to that deeper part of you, not your mind, there are other minds that might have other plans that are better than other, the mind of other people. Like that reference of like the landscape is quite a minefield. But even the minds of other people are more limited than the sovereignty and the wisdom of your enlightened self underneath your mind so there is no other person on the planet that's got a better understanding than your own part of you below you know i'm saying below because you're feeling in your belly deeper than your mind so you're safe you're safe, you're okay, you're not doing anything wrong, you're doing everything right. It just looks different. But also, you were wanting a change. You weren't trying to do things the way you've done them the other 37 years of your life. Right. That is very, very right. Yeah. Right? So like, let's try something different. (laughs) Let's try following what you had said to your therapist, you know, I just don't know how to trust myself. Let me end on this. One thing about the mind is it's very adaptable. So once it changes something and it gets experience in the new thing, it's adaptable. So one thing about trust in the mind side of things is they will look for reference points of time and experience, and it can work for you or against you, but it works. It, it, it will hold like a memory of what happens. So if this is effective for you, it will begin to trust it more. If it's ineffective for you, it will begin to trust it less. And those beanbags start to stack up if it it has stuff it hasn't cleared. But it will start to trust if it gives it a shot and it starts to succeed for you. So it will build a leaning tendency. So you don't know how to trust yourself. Well, what you didn't have access to before with your therapist was a real clear understanding of when you were hearing from your knowingness and when you were hearing from your mind. Sometimes it was a mix of both. And so your mind, without that clarity of what does my mind think and what does my inner voice think, without that ability to discern the difference between the mind's point of view and your inner voice point of view, you were in a coagulation of sometimes it was your knowingness from the deeper part of you and sometimes it was in your mind and it was a hodgepodge of stuff right? And so the myself thing was a vague term because there wasn't a lot of clarity between the two. Now, alignment, may I also say, is when your mind is like, yeah, I want to dance in the kitchen and I know it's the right thing for me to do. I know there's nothing better for me to do than dance in the kitchen. That's what people call alignment, is when your mind is on the same page as your inner voice. Mm, So when you want to do what your inner voice says to do, Like, let's say eventually, I know you want to leave. Your mind wants to leave Ontario, London, Ontario, Canada. Okay, so let's pretend you're going to go to London, England. And you're like, oh my God, I'm so excited. So, so, so excited. I cannot wait. And your mind is like, I've been waiting for this. This is so amazing. And your inner voice is like, yes, London. That's alignment. But when there's conflict is like when your inner voice is in dance in the kitchen and you've got a golf ball of fear in your throat, (laughs) you've got the knowingness of like, oh, I'm supposed to dance in the kitchen. And I know that my mind doesn't want to do that because of this fear. But when there's no hangups, there's trust. When there's no hang-ups in the mind, no emotional beanbags in the trunk, then you can just trust and go forward. Or even let's say you have no beanbags and you're not even excited about Milwaukee, but you're like, well... I don't know. I wouldn't have picked, (laughs) you stayed open to the opportunity. The opportunity presented itself and someone reached out to you from like nurses uh, across the world. And they said, we want you to come work in this hospital for the next six months in Milwaukee. And you were like, I would not have picked Milwaukee, but your inner voice says, sure, why not? And so you go and you end up meeting a guy (laughs) who knew that lived in Milwaukee and that ends up changing your life or something, 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 right? Or you end up going from Milwaukee to London and you then meet a guy in London. There's no actual guy that's even needed, but I'm just saying like all of these movements of career and different things bring you in contact with different places and people and careers. And so are you sensing like when there's an alignment in the inner voice and the mind and when there's a misalignment or a fear or trepidation? Yeah, I feel
1: like I just need to experience it like um or have an example I guess to build that trust with my yes. inner voice and then once I feel that I think I will know like more of what it looks like to follow that.
0: Yes. Okay, so here's your homework then. It's to beanbag the resistance to dancing in your kitchen. And you know what I mean by dancing in your kitchen, right? You're not gonna do it solidly for two weeks, but you're just gonna mm-hmm. enjoy live your life. So whenever there's resistance to joyfully living your life, (laughs) beanbag, lay down on the sofa and go, where do I feel this resistance? And let that one go. That's up for you in that moment. Otherwise go do your joyful stuff. And just, this is your time to experiment. If not now, when, right? It's said to do the next best, the next right step. And it's said to wait for the opportunity. So this is you dancing in the kitchen for the next right step and opportunity to arrive. But the next step is dancing in the kitchen. Right. And then that leads to that last lack, of, lack of resistance and gives time for consciousness to coagulate between the quantum field and this reality. I say quantum field, like, like from how, how actual particles come into this reality is through the quantum, how the particles come from the other dimensions into this reality. If you get into quantum physics, it's wild, but like it needs time and, time and space is a part of this reality. So you need that time for the frequency to stay consistent for the visual to change, for the opportunity to come. So it might not okay. happen tomorrow. Maybe it will, maybe it won't, but it's in this reality, it's slower and denser. So you need to give it some space and time to happen. But when you feel the fear in that space and time come up, beanbag it. You're doing the right thing. There's nobody, Jesus, Tony Robbins, nobody that can give you a better path than what you've got. And we just might as well try it now. That's what we're here for, right? Let's see what the beauty of life has to (laughs) offer. Let's see what your life within yourself, that tingly feeling you feel when you go into your inner voice. Let's see what it creates for you. It is you. So it's not trying to make you suffer. It's actually trying to enjoy itself through you.
1: Yeah. And it does feel really nice. So I would like to feel that feeling more, I guess. Yeah.
0: Okay. Beautiful. You're doing amazing. I'm so excited for you. Let's see what happens in the next two weeks. And we're just gonna, as you we said earlier, your mind can just stay open and go. It's not its responsibility for this to be a success (laughs) (laughs) because it doesn't know what's gonna happen. It's just gonna let go and trust that we're gonna find out at least what happens when we let go. Yes. Of control going to give it that job. Beautiful. Okay. Until next time, may something wonderful happen to you today.